Hey sis, welcome back to Black Girl SOS. It has been a while and a lot of shit has been going on. Um, where to even begin? Do we start with SCOTUS just completely not giving a flying fuck about the progress that we've made in this country in re-women's rights, um, privacy, just all the things. Um, or maybe we should start with celebrating, right? Our first black female Supreme Court justice. I, I don't even know where to start because so many things have happened. So let's just hop right into it. Roe versus Wade. We talked about this on an earlier podcast when it initially hit the calendar for the Supreme Court and who this was really going to affect. Um, For those of you who utilize Twitter as frequently as I do, then you probably saw um, a lot of the tweets that I saw that, you know, we already knew uh, the hypocrisy. Uh, We saw tweets of Republican congressmen getting called out for their own, um, you know, women in their families and women in their private lives getting abortions. We saw uh, we saw Ivanka Trump getting called out by, <clears throat> excuse me, we saw her getting called out by a high school friend and or classmate that drove her to get an abortion. Um, we saw a lot of the pro-lifers and heavy on the air quotes. We saw a lot of the pro-lifers getting called out for their own hypocrisy, like the audacity to be an advocate for rolling back Roe versus Wade um, and using abortion as your platform for it when you yourself have had a damn abortion, right? And the reality is that these are women that are always going to be positioned to get abortions. These are not women that are going to need your Planned Parenthoods and, and need like Medicaid support, social services to have safe abortions. So what's going to happen? Women of color, poor women who need these services are still going to have them. They're still going to have them. They're just going to be harmed. There's going to be so much harm done. Um, There are going to be so many makeshift back alley abortions as they've, you know, historically been called. And how does that, and and how does that fall in line with being pro-life? We care more about, and by we, I mean them. They care more about a fetus that isn't born, isn't developed, and in many cases isn't even viable, then they care about people walking the earth. But tell me more about being pro-life. Go off, sis. Just today, I read that a young girl was raped in Ohio, 10 years old, and forced to keep the baby now that the states govern whether or not you can legally have an abortion. And the response she was given was, look at this as an opportunity. Baby, baby. She should have used, her mother should have used that as an opportunity to lean into her Second Amendment right to bear arms and should have pissed the whip the shit out somebody for even fixing their fucking mouth to say some bullshit like that. She's 10. It's not an opportunity. She was raped. It's not an opportunity. It's misery. It's trauma, physical and mental. 
both of which she's going to endure and live with the rest of her life. Having a child born of that is not going to help the situation. Is not going to help the situation. I just, I find myself, like, I'm so numb to the stupidity of what the Supreme Court has become. I am embarrassed to be an attorney. I am extremely embarrassed to be a part of the legal system. It is embarrassing the kind of rhetoric that has been coming down from the highest court in the land. It's fucking embarrassing. Then we have the not slick at all concurring opinion from uh, Justice Thomas. Not a fan. No surprise there. Not a fan. If you follow any attorneys on any social platform, you will have noticed that the very first thing almost all of us commented on when we saw his concurring opinion was the omission of the Loving case when he talked about all of the other case law that he wanted to roll back. Case law, i.e. Roe versus Wade with abortion, i.e. Um, the... I. Don't have the case in front of me, but the case that um, allows for same-sex marriages. He's okay with rolling back all of these, all of this case law that essentially protects privacy matters, except loving. And if you follow enough attorneys, you you would have noticed that everyone's comment was loving. Like some of us just posted the word loving and was like, my Negro, we see you. Like, you're not slick. That case, that case law, is what protects interracial marriages. So, bro, I don't want nobody to be able to do shit except him. Because he want to stay married to his white woman. Now, let's be clear. As far as I'm concerned, all of this stuff should remain protected. We should have the right to govern our own goddamn bodies. Please don't monitor my pussy. Please. Monitor your own. Monitor your own, especially since they're not monitoring penises the way they're monitoring pussy. I mean, there's an an inequitable amount of governing going on. We'll we'll return to that probably on a later podcast. But I mean, at this juncture, that shit we already know, right? So, you know, let's monitor women and tell them what they can and cannot do with their bodies. Let's definitely tell people who love people of the same gender how fucking dare you. Um, but you know what, this particular case law benefits me as a black man married to this white woman. So I'm going to pretend that this shit doesn't fall within the same pocket, sir, Mr. Sir, if you will, if you don't sit your whole ass down, if you're going to roll, if you're going to roll some of it back, roll it all back, roll it all back or have some common fucking sense embarrassed when I tell you like there really aren't enough words for how very embarrassed I am to be a part of our country's 
legal system and and be clear i am well aware that i am a part of the legal system not the justice system that's that's a that's a fictitious thing that that is that is great spin uh the us justice system is phenomenal marketing um well thought out narrative but it's fictitious it is fictitious we have a legal system we do not have a justice system i think the sooner we all learn to wrap our minds around this the shit that keeps happening won't be as shocking to us like i said i'm disgusted i'm embarrassed but am i surprised no no i'm not i'm really really not um like i said in brighter news we got our first black woman on the supreme court um that was exciting that was really really exciting for me, it restored um, a modicum of pride about my profession. It restored um, a modicum of joy in being a black woman that is an attorney. Um, and that that was really, really special for me to watch because I honestly never thought I'd see it. That's the God's honest truth. I did not... You know, when I was a very little girl and Claire Huxtable was, you know, like the icon that I, you know, kind of modeled some of the aspirations I had in life after, I never imagined that I would exist in a time and space where a woman who looks like me, black identifiably black, right? Not ambiguous black and, and no shade to any of my ambiguously looking black <laughs> bros and sis. Absolutely no shade to y'all. But it's to tell my truth. I never thought that I would see a black woman on the highest court in the land that was... One, I really just didn't think I'd see a black woman at all. But two, I definitely didn't think if I did that she would look like me. I didn't think she'd be identifiably black. I didn't think she'd be uh, a brown skinned woman. I didn't think she'd have textured hair. I these are not the things that I thought I would ever see. So for me, watching her get sworn in was super emotional. It was very personal. Um it, it was it was a big deal for me. Um I was slightly annoyed that I had a CLE scheduled at the same time as her swearing in. Again, I'm just like, as a profession, <laughs> let us not, you know, overlook such a large thing happening. Let us all be in attendance and in one accord. But like I said, I, I don't live... I don't live in a fictitious land of, of the work I do, um, the profession I belong to, or the care that most of them have about a black woman getting a seat. So needless to say, I was late as fuck to that CLE because I wasn't missing one single solitary moment of that black woman exiting um, chambers to come out to get sworn in and then to go in the back. I was going to watch every second of it and did and did but i was thoroughly annoyed that a cle um was 
scheduled at the same time. That being said, I am interested to see what her presence on the bench is going to bring um, with every new justice. We get a new dynamic. That doesn't mean we get new decisions because the Republican conservative still holds the majority of the bench. So are the decisions going to change? No, don't anticipate that. What I do anticipate is everyone trying to make this <laughs> her fault because this is what we do. This is what we do. The Every opportunity that we get to blame black people or black women for something, it's like, oh, well, we, you know, we help you get into whatever seat of power. And it's whether that help is by vote, by support, whatever it is. And then nothing changed as if, you know, hundreds of years of fuck up is going to get changed by this one person in this short amount of time. People still mad at Barry because they thought Barry was coming to their fucking barbecue. Like Uncle Barry was never coming to your barbecue. Uncle Barry had the house in, in the Senate for like a year, year and a half tops. The rest of his goddamn presidency, Congress was not all Democratic. So contrary to what y'all thought was going to happen, I mean, if you understood how government worked, you wouldn't have been surprised <laughs> that we didn't get as much done as any of us would have liked. Nevertheless, always the more. There is always this requirement that black people with any authority, any power, be perfect. We we don't have the air or the space to be imperfect. And the same black people that will scream black is not a monolith expect that that one black person covers all of their wants and needs and is aligned with everything that is relatable to them. I, I, I just, I cannot, <laughs> like I cannot. I remember I used to have political aspirations and then I learned that true power isn't having money. Cause I'm not someone who my personality is not set up for that type of shit. I, I'm more of a clap back <laughs> type of human being. Um, and even as even even in the spaces where I don't even clap back as much anymore, I'm still not a person that has the requisite patience for dealing with just the, the population in the way it is, right? Everyone thinks that clickbait is fact. Wikipedia is is the gospel. And, you know, whatever they saw from their favorite high school dropout on social media is, you know, the pinnacle of what would have been in the 1987 Encyclopedia Britannica. Like, and I don't, I don't have it for, <laughs> I don't have it for this demographic of people. I just, I don't have it. Um, and so I learned early enough, at least after I worked on my first campaign, that for me to make a difference, for me to be a, you know, an efficient advocate for my people, I just got to get some money. Like I have to be a person that has the means and abilities to actually help people. And it's an, inherently it's going to be a small sect of people because I don't have the, or I don't currently have 
the capacity to help any large sect of people. But I'm, I've always been firm that if everybody does a little bit, a lot of people get the help they need. So I'm okay with my part being doing a little bit. That being said, my God, the way people are going to make it seem like adding this black woman to the bench meant that she was going to swoop in with the cape and, you know, change all of these things that, that, you know, that are aligned with black people, with women, with people of color, and that she was just going to come and make this large dent in what is going on in SCOTUS. When in reality, that's not fucking possible. (laughs) She's going to come. She's probably going to end up on a dissenting opinion more often than not. Um, and that's honestly probably the best we're going to get until the demographic of the bench shifts. That being said, I think Biden and the Democrats move with the air, with an air cowardice that I can't support. Republicans don't really give a fuck. They do whatever they want to move their agenda forward. And Democrats are incessant on taking the high road. Baby, we running out of road. (laughs) We are running out of road. Like, at this point, I don't know why we're not still talking about expanding the bench. We should be, at the very least, to level the bench out. Like, the Republicans were strategic as hell with how they were going to move with, and not just SCOTUS, right? Because when they swooped in and took over many, many benches, oh, baby, they had a plan and they executed that shit. It's been a long 10 years of judges being swapped in and out. It's been a long 10 years of really reworking the fabric, the fabric of our legal system and the fabric of who is, um, enforcing our legal system. We've lost a lot of benches. SCOTUS kicking back a lot of these rules, regulations, mandates, who can decide what back to the states. It's not an accident. It's because they've already swapped over their state benches. So now the state benches are aligned to what the fuck SCOTUS wants anyway. Meanwhile, the Democrats were playing nice and, you know, we got when, when, they go low, you go high. I, y'all know my motto. If you go low, I'm going to kick you in the face. <laughs> Your face shouldn't have been that low to begin with. This incessant need to take the high road is why we are all fucked as is. Personally, we need a, a third party of actual, educated, experienced fucking politicians not legacy politicians not rhetoric politicians not politicians funded by super PACs and these large corporations that don't actually give a fuck about the people and certainly not these fucking random politicians that keep popping up that really don't even know shit about anything they don't understand government they don't understand they don't even understand 
what's going on in their own local community, but they feel like, you know, because we do all have the right to run, let me just jump in because it's going to stir the pot. No, it's going to bleed the pot out from viable candidates because every now and again, we do get these random third party candidates that are decent, that are like really good candidates. But that shit gets bled out and votes get diverted. And, you know, we could all get into the, well, I don't vote and why I don't vote versus you're part of the fucking problem. Go vote. Uh, Diatribe another time. We have more elections coming up. I'm happy to engage in that conversation with someone who actually can maintain a conversation about it. I know that we live in very emotional times. And as a result, we all tend to speak from a very fueled place. But your emotions and your opinions do not change anything that is fact. And a lot of people struggle with that difference. And I don't have the patience for it in repetition. I'm happy to have the conversation. I'm happy to give the explanation. But after that, when you decide that you're going to lean into like ignorance being your bliss, I can no longer have the conversation with you. And then I'm not the person for you, right? Like you got to take your stupidity elsewhere. Heavy on the stupidity. I'm sorry. I decided at the top of 2022 that I was going back to calling people stupid. My time as an educator really got me out of calling people stupid um, because my experience with young people who just were really, they're limited in their educational experience was that they were just that limited in their educational experience and not stupid. However, my experience being thrust back into a professional space of working with adults 98% of the time, as opposed to young people who are still in the prime of their education is that in fact, a lot of you motherfuckers are stupid and you should be addressed as such. Some of you are minimally educated. Some of you are insufficiently educated. A lot of you are intentionally stupid and I don't have the space for it. And I have all intentions on calling a spade a spade. So as we move into the next session of SCOTUS and we start to see how, quote unquote, nothing has changed. I've already told you, don't expect change. We haven't shifted the bench. Um, and we get into all the diatribe of how putting the black woman on the bench was uh, performance and she didn't bring nothing to the bench. Ah, 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 ah. Expect me to call you stupid because I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it and I'm not going to feel bad about it. And I'm always down to argue. Like I'm with the shits. Like (laughs) respectfully, I'm with everything and I'm not going to tolerate that level of disrespect for that woman at all because the expectations for her are are already unrealistic from the minute she got, um, from the minute Senate approved from the minute she was approved and we knew that she was going to be installed at the newest justice there was a leak. Uh, there was a leak of the opinion. And she was already trending on social media as having been responsible for the leak. She's not even in the fucking building, bro. She don't even got keys to the building yet. 
They just conferred her nomination. She not even in the building yet. So that let me know everything I already knew. That confirmed exactly what I was expecting. The minute uh, the minute we are anywhere near authority or power, the blame gets shifted for any imperfection, any flaw. It's got to be attached to us. The same way nobody was checking for a goddamn thing Vice President Pence was doing. I mean, there is a, a nonstop fucking checking of the Google Calendar for, for Kamala. Like, like, what is VP Harris doing all day, every day? Everyone wants to know what's on her calendar all day, every day. I didn't see none of this energy about VP Pence. None of it. And can't nobody tell me that they weren't tapped in to the last administration because everybody and their mama had a comment on the POTUS, on the first lady. So you can't tell me you weren't tapped into the administration. You were totally tapped in. Y'all were watching this fucking reality show clusterfuck of an administration just like everybody else. But there was not a single, I, I cannot think of one time that I logged on to anything, um, a, a article, um, you know, comments in an article section, uh, anything on social media where I seen such a dire straits and concern for what VP Pence was doing. But he's a white man, so we're not going to, this is on brand. But for VP Harris? Oh, baby, y'all want to know when she changed her tampon. Is this still bleeding? Like, does she have a viable womb? Y'all want to know if she eats her fucking carrots. Like, does she eat the greens, beans, tomatoes, potatoes, hams? Like, y'all want to know everything sis is doing all the time. With zero, zero of that energy did y'all give to the last vice president. Thus proving my point. The way they're going to attach whatever change doesn't come to our new justice. I'm not about to be here for it. I like I'm so frustrated and so annoyed with all of this shit. Like I, I <laughs> one of my one of my good I want to call her my Twitter friend, but we're kind of friends, friends now. Um, she was like, you know what, sis? I noticed you just started tweeting through shit. You were not even engaging in like substantive conversations with people anymore. Yeah, because I, I like I'm frustrated and I'm pissed and I really don't have the space for the fact that people think clickbait is 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 viable. I, I, don't, I don't like clickbait is facts. Excuse me. I don't have the space for people who don't do anything in their own space. Right. I already told you, I'm a firm believer that if everybody does a little bit in their space, a lot of people get the help they need. People that don't, don't do shit in their own space, leaning on, well, 1600 isn't doing it. Nothing 16 and, and in small part, anything that comes out of 1600 is going to affect your day to day in very small part. And the fact that you don't know that lends itself to why I can't have substantive conversations with people. Um, I just, I don't have it. So I just, I started just tweeting through shit. Like I'll, I'll tweet y'all a deaf about a show. I'll tweet y'all a deaf about a fine man. Y'all know that. <laughs> I will tweet y'all a deaf about running. I will tweet y'all a deaf about, um, 
you know, anything beautiful and black. Essence Fest was amazing. Um, a lot of the girls looked great at the BET Awards. Um, you know, I love how Marsai, is that how you pronounce her name? The young girl from Blackish. I love the way she's growing up. Uh, just a fabulous young woman. Like, I will tweet y'all to death about that. But about getting into the substantive stuff that really affects us, I, I had to stop doing it because it's very clear. Like, you, it's not, you don't know and you don't want to know. You just want to point blame. And I'm a solution-based person. Here's what you need to know. Here's what we can all do. What are you doing? You're not doing nothing. You're complaining. I don't have it. I don't have it. In closing, I worked really hard with um, a good girlfriend of mine who started a not-for-profit centered around voting rights for non-citizens, for green card holders, and her not-for-profit worked really hard with several other not-for-profits in uh, New York City. And we were able to get the bill passed. The bill has since been overturned by the courts and is being appealed. I would love to see energy put into stuff like that. That is a local bill driven by local citizens that affect a city of immigrants. I see so many of my friends complaining about politics, talking shit about the state of the country, not doing shit in their own communities. A lot of them come from immigrant parents. A lot of them are green card holders or were green card holders at one point. Like this is shit that directly affects you, directly affects your household. This is shit that can't be mitigated by anyone at 1600 BLM. This is not shit that's going to be mitigated by anyone um, outside of your local politicians. It's a local bill for the municipality known as New York City. The people you need are the people that you locally elect. The people y'all worried about don't affect your day to day. And I can count literally on one fucking hand the amount of people I've seen actively try to reach out and help move this bill along. But it would take a man, it would take a stadium of of hands and toes for me to for me to count the amount of immigrant friends and and their family members that I know right here in this city that that bill affects so i challenge us all of us to be that black change that we keep putting on everyone else do something in your local community to make a difference I'm a runner. I show up for runs like everybody else. I think it's a great way to spread information because when people see us running in droves, it trig it 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 initially, I mean it innately triggers people to ask, "What are you running for?" And that starts a conversation. But that is not enough. That is not enough. There are 
few leaders in our community that in our run community that really do some substantive work. I challenge all of us to step up and do something tangible to make a difference in your own community. In your own community. I don't care if it's a give back. Like my cousin does a give back every school year and every Thanksgiving where a bunch of us just donate money, donate books and school supplies. And we give back to the kids in our community. We know who's in need in our community because this is tangible. We see it. We see it. I cannot wait on somebody in Albany or somebody in D.C. to give a fuck about my neighbor. I see my neighbor in need every day. That's something that I can help with. So we do. My mom does. uh, My mom does like food giveaways for like all the big holidays and Mother's Day and Father's Day to take care of like the the mothers and the fathers around here. A lot of them, especially in my building, we have a lot of older people. A lot of them, their kids don't live here. You know, so my mom makes sure to reach out to them. Do what? Do something tangible in your community. Like if you're not doing anything to make a difference, I don't want to hear shit about, well, what is VP Kamala doing? I don't want to hear shit about what is our new Justice Brown doing? I certainly don't. And if you don't, if you don't vote, if you quote unquote, don't play politics. I certainly don't want to hear your opinion on the shit that's getting rolled back through SCOTUS. I certainly don't want to hear any of that. None of it. Please keep it all to yourself. If you are not going to do something in your own space, if you are not going to be the same kind of change you are saying everyone else needs to be for you, I'm not the person to have a conversation with. If you are trying to do something for real, if you are trying to do some substantive work, you are free to slide in the DMs of Black Girl SOS. And any way that I can help you, it would be my honor. If I'm not the right resource for you, I will do everything I can to plug you to the right resource. But I only have capacity for solution-based people that also want to do the work that they are pointing the finger at everybody else to do. That is it. For the duration, especially the duration of 2022, if you are not talking about a solution, um, if you're not talking about how to tangibly help somebody in your community, to help your own demographic, to help our people, you can miss me with it. You can miss me with it. We've got elections coming up. We just had two more mass shootings to celebrate this country's independence. Um, we just had um, the the gentleman who was just murdered by the cops in, in Ohio we got too much shit going on to to not be actually trying to fix the shit we can't fix in our neighborhoods. We have too much shit going on to still like fall for clickbait. Like we just we have too much shit going on. And that's probably not probably, but that's definitely why um I fell back 
on a lot of shit, uh, on a, especially on a lot of like stuff that I was presenting on social media because people don't want to do the work. People just want to pretend like they're doing work. Whereas I'm actually working. I'd, I'd rather take off a month from podcasting and reels and all the other shit that, you know, keeps just keeps you in the social media algorithm and keeps you, you know, a part of the conversation to actually do the work, to actually do the work. I know this has become a very microwave society. Well, it should air fire society now, right? Um, where, you know, everyone wants to see results in, in 30 seconds or less, but that's just not realistic. And the longer we sit in that mindset, the longer it's going to take us to, to make any actual progress. Um, and I'll, I'll close out with this. I I spoke to my grandmother last week. My grandmother, um, she's over 90. Um, so she's seen some shit, right? My grandmother's seen a lot of shit. And I, I always used to say I shouldn't have the same concerns my grandmother had at my age, but I do. And when I was talking to my grandmother, it was uh, right after, I want to say it was uh, a couple of days after the road decision was rolled back and during New York City's early voting. My grandmother has always worked the election polls and my grandmother doesn't miss voting. Um, she's been really, really sick lately and um, you know, she really struggles to get around and she didn't get out to vote during early voting. And she was really kind of, not kind of, but she's really sad about it. Um, and she was like, you know, I've, ne I've never missed voting. Uh, and I'm not, and it's not that I'm voting for myself anymore. I'm voting for y'all. I don't want y'all to live through the things I've lived through. I said, we rolling the shit back on our own. Like, you know, and my grandmother said her response to that was, yeah, it really breaks my heart to see things going backwards. Like I didn't live this long and work this hard to watch things go backwards for my grandchildren and my great grandchildren. Like that shit is heartbreaking to hear, but it's the truth. Like, she's literally watched us go from a little better to, oh, fuck it, let's blow the, like, let's just let the house burn down. That shit is depressing. I always try to encourage people to speak to their grandparents. Like, if you still have your grandparents with you, you know, talk to them. Talk to them. The amount of wisdom that they have to impart, um, like, that's your true education because, they are not telling you something that's being curated for a textbook. They are telling you their real life experience. They're telling you about the people that helped them get out of Jim Crow South or the people that helped them when they first immigrated here from, you know, whatever their home countries are and the kind of community it took for them to move the bar as far as they had moved it for us and for us to be so apathetic, so complacent and to let shit roll back the way it is. It's just, it's heartbreaking. It's embarrassing. And we just, we got to do better. Like this shit, 
we can't keep leaning on like large political figures as if they are going to change our everyday because they're not. That's not even their job description um, in large part. And I just, I challenge all of us to do more doing and less talking. I challenge all of us to do more supporting and and less chastising. And and please don't ever take that as me saying not to hold politicians accountable because that's never my position. But we all know that there's an inequity in accountability. So let's not play the game. Let's not play the game. Let's show up where we need to show up. Let's help where we can help. Let's use our platforms the right way. Let's try to maximize, you know, all of our opportunities in ways that don't just benefit us as individuals, but benefit our larger communities. I mean, we just, we got to do better. The amount of shit that I've read in the last 48 hours alone Like, <laughs> speechless, speechless, absolutely, unequivocally speechless. I normally like to sign off on a high note, but I don't really, <laughs> I don't really have a high note for us right now. Um, I really don't. I think the only note I have for us right now is... We need to be as accountable as we want our politicians to be. So step up, do something. If you need help, I'm happy to help. Don't be ashamed to ask for help. Um, You know, and don't be ashamed to ask a question that you just don't know the answer to. It's stupid to move about the cabin like you know some shit you don't know. There is nothing stupid and nothing shameful in saying, hey, This is something I really want to get involved in, but I don't really know how to do it or what I'm doing. Can you help me or can you point me in the right direction? There's absolutely nothing stupid in that. And and of that, I would be more than happy um, to avail myself. So until the next time, do your best to have a good one.